Welcome to DITD Down in the Den, and it's your boy, your host, Mars, and we have a very, very big episode for you today, so we're going to get right into it. A lot of things have been going on on the entertainment front all over the map. So first thing we want to talk about is the announcement that the new director for Doctor Strange 2 is going to be none other than the icon, the legend, Sam Ramy. This blew my mind. This is great, great news. We already know that there was talk of Sam Ramy being involved in uh, Doctor Strange back in the day, but for him to come with the MCU full circle, this opens a lot of doors. Now, speculation is high. Rumors that we're going to see Tobey Maguire. He's going to be brought back for for the uh, multiverse Doctor Strange certainly a possibility. Obviously, the MCU would have to get permission from Sony uh, to do so, but I really believe in that new agreement, we're going to see a lot of back and forth with a lot of the Sony characters and, and the MCU characters. I don't think it's going to be one way, even though it seems like Sony won with this deal, having uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man being able to cross over into their universe. In reality, the more that their characters shine in the MCU, the better around it is for everyone. So I, I don't see uh, doubt that that could be a possibility. Where he fits in the story is beyond me, and I, and I think that's one of the things that Scott Derrickson, when he left for Creative Differences but stayed on as an executive producer, I think he wanted a smaller, more horror-themed uh, movie that focused on a few characters, and I really feel that Marvel wants this to be the next version of Civil War. And by that, I mean the mini-adventure movie where we're going to see, we already know for a fact that we're going to have uh, Scarlet Witch show up. We know that we're going to have Mordo coming back for a fact. Obviously, Doctor Strange and Wong, we know that. Rumored that Nightmare is going to be the, the villain. But when you're doing the multiverse, there's rumors that we're also going to see some alternate world versions of some characters that we've already grown to know and love. I don't foresee Chris Evans or Tony Stark just yet showing up, but I could certainly see maybe um, a different version of Bruce Banner where we see uh, Bruce Banner as the maestro, perhaps. We know that the WandaVision show is going to lead directly into this as well as Loki uh, is to lead into this. They both come out before Doctor Strange. I could certainly see Tom Hiddleston making a cameo. We've known from Thor uh, Ragnarok that Loki has always been on Doctor Strange's radar. So even if this isn't the version that we saw pass away in Infinity War, a Loki is a Loki is a Loki. So the Sorcerer Supreme would definitely have an eye on him. I could certainly see him being a cameo. I mean, there's so many ways they can go with this. The multiverse could potentially see Deadpool making a cameo. I could certainly see something like that to that effect. Um, maybe Hugh Jackman as, uh, I mean, it, it's endless. So I'm very excited to see where they go. I'm hoping it's not overstuffed. I'm hoping they don't fall into the Spider-Man 3 trap where you just throw every villain in there. Um, but, hey, we'll we'll see where we go. So that was 
big news that came out earlier this week. Then we have some other big news in the new uh, Star Wars Disney Plus series uh, following the character from Rogue One, Adrian Castar. Castar, I believe I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. But we... Wow. For a Star Wars fan, I'm all, I almost got choked up. I don't know if you heard the little trouble in my voice, but I also got almost got choked up for the first time since 2005, for the first time since Revenge of the Sith, we are going to see George Lucas involved in the Star Wars project. And it's so funny how time heals all wounds. A lot of people were upset at the prequels, me being included. Uh, but guess what? No one knows Star Wars better than George Lucas. That is literally his creation. It's literally his baby. And we've seen when you have other directors that want to take the project and put it somewhere they think it should go, ultimately the fans rejected it. And we see that with Rise of Skywalker. We see that with Last Jedi. We see that with the Solo movie. And it's good to have George Lucas involved. And he's going to not only be executive producer, but the writer. So no one knows this time period of Star Wars better than this man and I'm very very excited and hopefully this will bridge their relationship where even though he may not be the owner and have the final say maybe he could take on a Kevin Feige role where he kind of maps out certain things and really consults from what I understand he wasn't really consulted on the new trilogy and it certainly shows so uh, yeah I mean huge huge news that George Lucas is coming back to the Star Wars world, and for us nerds and Star Wars fans like myself, uh, it's some of the best news that we, we've heard in a long, long time. We know there was trouble uh, afoot with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, potentially, but this is great news that we're going to have George Lucas involved back into the uh, Star Wars universe. On the video game front, Dan Hauser, co-founder and lead writer over at Rockstar, wow, I was not expecting that, especially with so much success Rockstar has had over the last 15 to 20 years. I mean, you really look at uh, Grand Theft Auto 4, uh, or Grand Theft Auto 3, really, even going back to Grand Theft Auto 3, that series, Red Dead Redemption, the critical claim, and then Red Dead Redemption 2, even some of their lesser-known IPs like Bully have all been uber successful. And for Dan Hauser to leave, uh, not much is known at this point. But I was uh, definitely, definitely shocked to hear him leave the company. Um, I don't know what this means for Rockstar. Obviously, it's not just one man that does any of these projects and all these projects have teams but Rockstar has been in the news a lot lately and not so much from the positive manner from how long and hard the hours are over there and uh, some of complaints about pay and complaints about you know who gets paid for this actors getting flat fees on projects that like you really don't understand how much these video games make they make far more than movies you always hear about uh avengers making two billion dollars or uh fast and the furious making a billion dollars that's great and they also make money on video and licensing fees but nothing in the entertainment world makes money like these video games you have to think about it they're selling 
millions of copies and not $10 a ticket, but $62.99 a pop. And then the DLC, the loot boxes, the things that these games can add on, the online uh, it's been huge. It's one of the reasons why we haven't had a new Grand Theft Auto in almost a decade. Is because Grand Theft Auto Online is making them buku dollars, and and it allows them to really take five and six years between sequels to develop them. And uh, but they work hard. I mean, these games are incredibly detailed. Red Dead Redemption Two. I didn't really play the first one. Didn't really get into it. But the second one was my game of the year. So I'm a a little nervous, a little nervous. Hopefully we're going to get another fantastic edition of Grand Theft Auto 6 whenever that's announced, more than likely to be on the new generations. Uh, Hopefully we'll get some more Red Dead Redemption content. I, I love that series as well. And things will be smooth over at Rockstar. But yeah, it, it was another big shakeup. Dan Hauser out over at Rockstar Games. Now, normally I really don't talk about music on this. It's so subjective and divisive. I always say here in DITD, we're going to talk about anything and everything we want to, whatever comes to mind, but we're mostly a pop culture entertainment show. We talk about movies, video games, wrestling, Marvel, those type of things. But I'm going to do a segment once a month, and we're going to start talking about music and uh, I just got to tell you, D Smoke, if the name doesn't sound familiar, he's a West Coast rapper. Um, but not only that, he was the winner of Netflix's first season of uh, Hustle and, I want to say Hustle and Flow. I, I don't think that's right. Hustle hustle something, but it's uh, the T.I. Cardi B Chance Rapper Show. He was the winner of the first season. And he was my favorite uh, the whole season. Very kind of reminds me of Kendrick Lamar a bit uh, with a little bit of Snoop, a little bit of Tupac. Very soulful uh, rapper, super talented. Not only is he an awesome lyricist, but he produces. He's been in the game a while, but he's really starting to get his shine. And he had a song that was probably my favorite hip-hop song of the year that he did on the season finale of uh the hustle and hustle and flow show and and I check me on that I don't know if that's right but he did a song uh where it was called the last supper and it was one of the most perfectly orchestrated rap songs that I've seen and heard in a very very long time so his project black habits dropped and uh I believe it dropped last night uh but I know I stayed up all night listening to all the tracks back and forth, back and forth, back and forth as much as I could so I could fit it in this episode. And it's definitely my hip-hop album so far. Probably best hip-hop album I've heard in the last uh, four or five months. So definitely give it a check out. It's streaming on all your platforms. If you still buy CDs, go ahead and buy the CD. But definitely check out D Smoke, Black Habits, beautiful and a really cool thing about him he's fluent in spanish so for all of my uh bariclas and uh, bananas uh very 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 awesome uh awesome album it's called black habits and and check that out whenever you get an opportunity title uh apple spotify it's everywhere 
But uh, that's going to be Mars' album of the month. We're going to do one album. And I know you say, Sean, the month just began. How can this be your album in your month? I can guarantee there's not going to be another album better than this album this month, especially on Black History Month. So check it out. It's called Black Habits D Smoke. You're going to appreciate it. You'll thank me for it. Now, of course, you know, we can't end any podcast without MCU news. And uh, John Krasinski has come out today and said he's still most definitely interested in working with Marvel. And more importantly, he's most interested in being considered for the role of Reed Richards. Now, John Krasinski has been a top choice for fans for years now, including his wife, Emily Blunt, as Sue Storm. I know a lot of people were fearful that Marvel may try to go with the teenage route with the Fantastic Four, but I don't think that's the route they're going to go. I think they're going to listen uh, to what the fans want on this particular role. We already know that they have been in talks with Emily Blunt for a role, and um, I believe that role is Sue Storm, and I feel the perfect way to start introducing the Fantastic Four and start introducing the X-Men is to cast these guys and then start sprinkling them in to some of the movies that we already have on deck and some of the Disney Plus shows that we already have on deck. I would love to see Emily Blunt in an episode of She-Hulk, perhaps, as a scientist that's helping to figure out what happened to She-Hulk or throw in John Krasinski and uh an episode of uh who knows uh WandaVision. We know Sword is gonna be on WandaVision. Maybe he could be a scientist working for Sword. There's so many options that it can go with, but the fact that we know John Krasinski is still on their radar and he's still on their radar is really, really good news. And I've seen a lot of fan casting. I think one thing that's been consistent is that people Really want to see the pair of Emily Blunt and John Krasinski as uh, Sue Storm and as uh, Reed Richards. And then the other two major roles of the Fantastic Four are, of course, Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, and Ben Grimm, the Thing. Now, I've heard uh, rumors of Cray uh, Montgomery. I think I'm saying this name right. He, which most recently probably have seen him in was in Stranger Things Season 3 and Season 2. He also was the Red Rangers in the Power Ranger reboot. Uh, He could be a good role. Uh, I don't necessarily really like him in that role. There's also been rumors of Zach. um, He was in high school music. Zach, uh, what's his name? I don't know. Zach Efron. That's right. I feel he's a little too old. At this point, my personal pick, I'm a big fan of Dave Franco. He's James Franco, younger brother. I think he would play that role extremely well. Um, But I don't know. Who do you think? I also wouldn't be mad if they went for younger role. Everyone knows that in the comic book, Peter Parker and Johnny Torch are great friends. So someone more in the early 20s, Tom Holland age, could be really cool, especially being that he's the younger brother of Sue Storm and then we also have for the thing there's been rumors of The Rock I don't see The Rock playing that role even if it's mostly mocap 
I can't really see him in the role, especially being that he has Black Adam coming up with DC. Not that you can't have a DC actor in a Marvel role and vice versa, but I couldn't see him. But I certainly could see his counterpart, John Cena, in that role. I think he would be perfect as a thing, as the Ben Grimm version and transforming into the thing. Who better uh, than John Cena? Now, John Cena will be in Suicide Squad coming up, but I don't think he has a major part in that movie. And we know he's going to be in Fast Fury. So as Star is rising, what a perfect time for Marvel to get on. And I think it's just a matter of time. So that's my pick for Marvel's Fantastic Four. I would like to see Emily Blunt. I would like to see John Krasinski. I would like to see John Cena. And I would like to see Dave Franco. Or maybe someone a little bit younger in that Johnny Storm role. What do you think? I don't know. But uh, that's been it. This is uh, the weekend wrap-up edition of DITD. Thank you all for listening. As always, please like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends about us. And uh, tell me what you want to hear. What do you want to do? Do you want more music reviews? Do you want more movies? Anything you want. This is an open forum. This station is for you guys. So as always, this has been another great episode. Deuces.